How's it everyone? Uh, thanks so much for joining us today. So this is a little bit uh, unique. We're breaking away from the book of James. Um, I was in conversation with someone the other day and they were asking me a little bit about how you handle or deal with regret. And so I've been thinking a bit about that question and I'm joined here with my wife, uh, Kirst. And really this podcast aims to um, give you a window into a couple's journey as we navigate through the Word of God and the realities of life. Hi, everyone. Yeah, it is really good to be back with you guys. Um, so I'm going to jump straight into the verse. And just for those of you who are following, I'm reading from the ESV. So if you want to find that on your app, it says this in verse 25 of Joel chapter 2. I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. Sure. Yeah, so Kirsten and I have had a discussion over this, you know, as we've gone for walks in the morning, and sometimes I know that it hasn't landed uh, for Kirst, um, and I'll tell you why. So I think when you're younger, you don't think a lot about this idea of regret, but I've found as I've engaged or pastored older people, um, and they start moving into those years where they reflect on life. I think that life is riddled, you know, with regrets. Mm. And so some examples for me might be like, I studied the wrong thing or, um, mm. you know, I made the wrong sort of career path choice. Um, I, there was a season of my life where I was absent, you know, as a father in parenting, you know, my children. Or, you know, I went through a divorce, we were in the season of pressure and um, we, we made these decisions and we called it a day and only years and years later, there's that thought of like, was that the right call? Mm. What if we had stuck it out? You know, um, I've heard of stories of, you know, people having blowouts with their parents and then they never get to have that conversation again because there was a car accident or a death. Um, and because of that, you just never have that chance to come back and um, and kind of deal with it. And so you live with this idea of regret. Now, I don't want to put you on the spot, curse, but can you think of potentially other uh, scenarios where regret might be a real thing? Yeah, and I think on a sensitive level, there's the idea of the people that we've pastored over the years that have had an affair, um, that's massive yeah. regret, um, divorce, um, you know, I think job decisions that a couple of years later have led to retrenchments or moving to different places when, yeah, you've just got to start over again. I don't know. Um, these are yeah. some ideas yeah, I, that come to mind. Yeah, I want to lean in there. Like, I mean, you, you can make um, decisions as a high schooler. You know, and you think about that era, era as a teenager when you make decisions around substance abuse or around sex or around, um, mm. you know, these things that can shape the trajectory of your life. Um, I, I, I definitely look at my life and I'm not sort of, I don't know if I'm getting on the other end, but I'm kind of heading towards 40. And even now, as I soberly reflect, mm. I genuinely think that there are certain things or decisions that I've made that I feel like, yes, you know what, that just really sucks. And that 
um, that that's hurt me. You know, that that's that's hurt certain things about my life, or things could have been so different, or um, yeah, you know. So so I think there are labels that we've got to give to these things, uh, whether it's it's with regards to relationships, circumstances, or a set of decisions. But regret, uh, I think, honestly, is a huge thing that is a part of our soul and can really mm. eat away at us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, is it about regret that we've made, like personal decisions around that? It was, but it, could it also be regret from things that have been out of our control? Yeah, maybe. It could be. I, I'm not sure how to apply it with regards to things that are out of our control. I think I'm speaking more um, yeah, more, more about the, the sort of, well, you know what, maybe we put it down to the events of our lives. And as we look at it, there were things we could have done differently or there are things that we weren't able to do, but ultimately there's regret. Yeah, and so, because he speaks about the swarming locusts have eaten. Yeah. You know, and it's those, it's the crops, obviously. Joel's speaking about a, f um, a crop and locusts have come and they've eaten his crops, which is obviously his livelihood. Yeah, so we've got here in verse you know, 25, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. And there's this picture of a community you know, in Israel that, that wanted to do life without God. And because they made that decision and chose to say, look, we're going to work out life and we're going to make the decisions and live with our own wisdom and not live with your voice or your prophets or your word in our lives, we're going to go down this track. And in a sense, I wonder if it's like as simple as that, because in a sense, we see in this passage, God is like, I brought those locusts. You know, you lived apart from yeah. me and I brought those locusts. And that's a horrible thing to digest. I hate that. You know, mm -hmm. it's like this God giving us over to our own desires. That is a common theme of what judgment looks. You know, it's a little bit like my mom used to say, okay, well, if you, you know, work it out by yourself, go do what you want. That's what she used to say, like, mm -hmm. well, do what you want. Mm. And then I would do what I want. And there would be this sense Regret. of, and, and here's the picture, locusts coming into your life, into your harvest, into your agriculture, into your space, into your home or your farm and eating and eating and eating and eating. And it's this picture of destruction. Mm. It's this picture of ruin. I mean, if you look out at your harvest and you just see like devastation, it's all gone. Yeah. It's your livelihood. It's, yeah. There's this sense of huge regret. Yeah. Um, sure. This like, ah, this, uh, I can't believe it. I can't believe my life is in this place. I can't believe that that happened. Um, and that's the shocking picture that we get here for a nation. And I think that it can apply, you know, to our lives individually. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that picture. I think it's really solidified, you know, kind of what regret can look like. So, so, so how, how does God restore these years back to us? Yeah, so I think that the book of Joel is interesting and its common theme is just a heartfelt repentance. Mm -hmm. And I think that as we come before God and acknowledge those things and that we say, you know, Lord, I blew it. And you know, Lord, that could have gone so differently. And you know, Lord, I'm really sorry for mm -hmm. that conversation or for that decision or the way in which I, me, myself, and I, you know, played a part, you know, in the outcome of what I see before me. Mm. Like, God, I'm sorry. 
And within that context, we see a promise. I will restore. I will restore. I will regrow. I will do something that sure. you can't see. And, you know, growth with farming is miraculous. Rain is out of our control. The mm. season is out of our control. These things just happen, you know, in a sense. But God orchestrates them. And in the same way spiritually, I think that God has the ability to weave the tapestry of our lives that in a way brings partial restoration here. I think, I think that certain ministries are born out of this. I think that lives are able to counsel and comfort other lives that are either going down that route or have gone down that route mm-hmm. to say, this is a warning. I did that. Don't make, you know, like I said to my kids, don't make the mistakes I made. Make different ones. I love that, that kind of phrase. Yeah. And when there's this authentic repentance, there is a sense in which God keeps this promise and he restores. He reconciles. He regrows. He, um, he gives us these illuminative thoughts to say, wow, God actually had the brilliance to use that. And, and I want to be like very strong here and specific because I, I don't want you to miss me. I know mm-hmm. maybe I'm talking a little long here, but just, just camp on this idea. When that regret comes into your mind and it floods in mm-hmm. and it accuses you mm-hmm. and it makes you feel paralyzed and sick and tearful and sad and just like, you know that feeling. There's just deep sorrow. Um, I want you in that moment to say this, but I've repented mm. and God will restore. God will restore what these awful locusts have eaten in my life. Sure. And he may do it partially now, Lord, I wait on that restoration. And we've seen God do national restoration and individual restoration um, yeah. in families and in lives. There are testimonies of it all over. But in my life, God, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to wait. And God will bring that moment where you look back and say, yo, he did it. This is a picture of him restoring that. And if it's not in this lifetime, it will be in the life to come where that pain and that sorrow and that sadness, he is the only one that I know that can turn that stuff into joy and singing and song. Yeah. And so be specific and mutter this verse. I will restore what the locusts have eaten. I will restore what the locusts have eaten. When those things come, I will restore what the locusts have eaten. Thanks so much for listening today. And we hope that you guys were strengthened by God's word in some way. 